This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike show and the Bulldog. How many bees is a swarm? Is two a swarm or three? Whatever. How many does it have to be? And I feel like seven. It's Mike Shope. How many how many times do you have to be stung to have been swarmed? And I was like, dude, I got swarmed. I got stung only once, but I was swarmed. And the bulldog. You insist you were swarmed. There were bees, man, like plural. Big lots of S's. Lots of E's and S bees. <laughs> that was that was not bees. fun. Bees. <laughs> right. That was not fun. On WGR. Hey man, that kind of hurt. Sports Radio 550. Hi there, Mike Schoben, the Bulldog, with you. We've got a lot of uh, guest action today. And less time than usual. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Guests per minute <clears throat> is especially high today. Yes, it is. <clears throat> yes, so we've got to have to be economical with our words. That and right now, I mean, I'm feeling pressure. Because this is our only chance to sort of have a conversation. Uh, almost our only chance to have a conversation. <laughs> Just us. Just about. I was almost late today. Really? What happened? I like to get here by one thirty, if not earlier. I'm usually between one and one thirty. Mm-hmm. I just that's my routine. I get here, I plug in my computer because mine works better than the ones they provide us, and so I do that. And then uh, you know, depending on the time of year, I'm either crunching fantasy lineups for while also you know ideas are popping around in my head and writing things down. I'm doing lineups or uh, who knows what. But today, so what's my favorite thing to do in life other than that? Other than the, like the, the fantasy grind? Cooking. Okay. All right. And I, I just read this recipe. I ran out. I was interrupted because we had a guest, a visitor at our house who was there to do a job. So I had to put the cooking on hold. He leaves. I go back up to the kitchen. Okay, I still got time to do this. And I missed how in the recipe it says, let simmer for an hour. Mm, I skipped right yeah, over that. That's a tough. Uh, you, you, you don't want to omit that, but in a time crunch, that's uh, that's tough. So I decided just press on. I wanted to eat this. Like it wasn't just for the kids for dinner. Like this was for me for lunch. So I only got here half an hour ago. Little mm-hmm. bit, uh, little bit off little because bit of frazzled. that. Are you frazzled? I, I might be. I might be. Even I, I would never say that word, but I would maybe say frazzled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it'll be a special night downtown. For sure. Yeah. Ryan Miller, it's like, I like thinking about him for different reasons, but also just sort of like my age versus his. Like my 
and our run versus his. How like he he first played for the Sabers right after like a month or two after you and I started, and so the entirety of his Sabers career, NHL career, was like we were on this time slot doing this show, and so I like that. You know, you have guys that you're fond of. Yep. When you're young, when you're little, even like your favorites, your first favorite players in sports. And then you have the guys, and I think a lot about this sort of professionally, especially with the Sabres, because I've known some of the Sabres. And when I started working here, I was the same age as those guys. I would have been like 30. So I felt like they were relatable. And I even, mm-hmm. you know, socialized a couple times with them uh, before I decided to stop doing that. I thought it was bad for me. And then later you get guys like, well, Miller, but then after him, where, you know, you're you're, you're t- entirely just, you're commenting on them, like, in, in this job. And, you know, then it can be, and I certainly would say this for me, then it can be like the guys on the team are just way too young. Way, 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 way too young. I doubt, even if it had been Jack Eichel, Bulldog, I doubt any Sabres player would be, like, special to me in the way that Miller is and Briere is and certain guys before them. It it definitely gets harder as you get older and the age separation becomes greater. And, you know, the new guys, through no fault of their own, are up against your memories of those guys. And that's that can be a very tough hill to climb, especially if – like many people, and I don't say this pejoratively, uh, we tend to enhance the memories as we go because it makes us feel better, uh, you know, to, to maybe make them more pleasant than they even really were. It, it's that's just it's, that can be just a function of, you know, just wanting wanting to find pleasure in those memories. And you know, so what chance do the new guys have when you've already got this sort of arsenal of material that you've been leaning on and building really through your entire childhood and even your young adult life. I've always been taken by how much I loved those Sabre years in the prime, in 06, 07, those teams. I've always been interested in in that because I thought it was like just sort of not unusual necessarily, but thought it was notable that I'm like this way, almost like a kid, about those guys when most of those guys, if not all of them, are younger than me or were, or both. And so um, I like thinking about that. And and Miller, I mean, it's Ryan Miller. He he was the most outstanding player at the Olympic Games, and that was Buffalo Pride and USA, you know, just both Mm -hmm. of that really – just cementing a legacy with that performance in Vancouver. And all the times, you know, the goalie's the first one on. <laughs> like, like you've got your favorite players on a team, but the goalie leads the team on the ice. And the anticipation for those games in the playoffs those years, and even sometimes in the regular season, just always. Miller taking the ice. Um, how, I would say this post-Marty Baron, but how it was like a bummer when he didn't play. Like, if you're at a game and, oh, it's... Laleem or somebody, or Conklin or somebody. Like, oh, I got a you know, backup game. And no, yeah. no offense to those guys. Right, so, and that, yeah, and, and those were, you know, much more rare than they are now, right? I mean, I can remember us sitting talking to Darcy Regeer during this era and, you know, Miller sort of establishing himself as their number one goalie and this quest for some reason or another to get him to like 70 games a year. 
because that that was some kind of a benchmark. That was like Marty Berdur's number, and like we, you know, can we get there? And you know, now the the position is handled far differently than that. Oh seven oh eight seventy six games, <laughs> right? God, seventy four starts. That is insanity. Seventy four starts. Yeah. Yeah. Now we would never do that. No, we know better with anybody. <laughs> right. Right. I guess maybe. What leads the league now? Like Hellebuck plays all the time, right? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look. I, I'm I'm going to say 65 might be might be him, um, and that even might be, be might be a bit high because well yeah re, right right Con replay 19 games there last year, okay so you know fill in the rest. I mean I don't know if anybody else would have played a game or two for Winnipeg, but that would put that would put. Assuming those are all starts, that would put in, you know, Hellebuck made it come in, whatever, but that's probably 62, 63 starts. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sabres fans have an emotional attachment to Miller, uh, and that will certainly be in the air tonight in in a sellout crowd. Getting there by 550 isn't going to be easy for everybody. There's a reason they play (laughs) these games at 7. Yeah, you or seven thirty, <laughs> or even seven thirty. There's a reason like tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I, I, I mean, I, I tried to say numerous times yesterday, and you know, I guess we we should <laughs> we should today again. Like, leave yourself some time. We're all kind of we're all kind of out of shape with like big crowds down there. So um, it's not the leisurely easy drive in that it's been for I don't know like parts of a couple seasons here. Uh, when there's going to be a packed building, which is what it's going to be tonight. So, um, yeah, plus, you know, 5.50, you want to get there, 5 o'clock, that's still people leaving work. I mean, it just could it could be a, a, a challenging evening, <laughs> I think, downtown around the arena. Do you have, like, when you think about Ryan Miller, do you have, like, a visual? Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean – kinda um it, it's it's him sitting on the bench hours before a game oh that's good so i guess that's not really kind of i mean that's that's pretty exact that is very specific it's you know i think i see him with a stick in front of him sitting on the bench in like warm up clothes um and his hands up on the on the you know on the top of the stick and just sort of sitting there and I, I think the way it was always described, I've never talked with him personally about this process, but, you know, I, I think we used to read or hear that he would sit there and sort of visualize plays, imagine plays in the game, that opponent, you know, this guy, this shooter, this power play, this guy over there for the one-timer, and just sort of try to get a feel for what he was going to have to process once he was on the ice in the game. So that, yeah, more than any you know more than any game moment i think countless times before games seeing him sitting there on that bench like that is what i think of for him so i i want to say this the right way if there is a right way to say it miller is one of he was excellent he was very much a part of buffalo you know on and off the ice he meant a lot to a lot of people i would include myself in that even having some the occasional conversation with him uh, is memorable to me. Th- those two years, the end in heartbreak, like the the Carolina series, of course, and the Ottawa series the next year, and 
I don't, it's not like a specific snapshot in my mind, but you lose a game in overtime. And so the Ottawa series in 07 ends in overtime, Alfredson. And the year before that, it's not game seven for me as much as it is game five that I went to and Jeremy went to and a bunch of fans sat together way up in the last row in Carolina on the end of the ice where the Sabres lost it on a power play goal, Williams, I think. And, like, I just have this, whether it's exact or not, I'm not sure it is, but that is, defeat is such a mm-hmm. powerful feeling and just, I, I say this about my interest in television. My favorite show ever is The West Wing. And I can remember, like, scenes f- from that show, it's like 20 years old now, but that are just really strong, like, they they just work on you emotionally but i always thought the show looked ridiculous when they were all celebrating like whenever there was some vote that got passed or whatever i thought the actors all kind of looked ridiculous when they were happy like that and I, i've always i thought about that a lot like is that me is that i mean what makes the show great for me are those like serious profoundly emotional kind of moments and the happy ones are not quite like that they're they're different Th- that team wouldn't have been in the conference finals had it not won so many games but it's like the loss, that that moment when the goal in Carolina goes in and Miller maybe is down or he's on mm-hmm. on his knee or something, yep. taking in that moment. It's Sidney Crosby's goal, you know? Yes, like, yes. The goalie, well, I, the goalie can't end the game in a good way. You know, no, right? that's, like, that, that's right. I mean, in, unless you're talking about a shootout in like Hashish okay, and right, like right. there, There's an opportunity to do that, but that's rare. Um, and 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 in the NHL playoffs, there aren't even shootouts for you to do that. So, um, yeah, that's right. I, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll be honest. You asked me, do I have an image? And I'm glad that what I ended up saying about him sitting on the bench pregame popped into my head because the first thought I had was of him. I don't know. Is despair too strong? But like him on his knees after after a loss. Whether it's the Olympics, like you just referenced, or this this game in Carolina, or a year later in Buffalo against Ottawa, like just that despondent. Oh, that was it, and then yeah, like, there's nothing left to do but pick yourself up and skate off the ice, um, or you know get, get in the handshake line, whatever. But it's it's a very very uh, tough emotional scene. That's tough um, on goalies because that's almost goalies. always how it is. Yep, you know, like somebody else. One of your other guys, your teammates, scores the winning goal in overtime. And that's Dumont in the, that Ottawa series. Like Dumont's goal that just sort of shockingly goes in the net, this little flutter ball, and you see him jump and, you know, jump up and down. And then there's everybody. Pominville's goal, right? Those guys, those those best, your favorite moments, I, I, we got to get change the subject here, but like your favorite moments are, you know, they're big smiles in those faces. Um, I do have, it is from that series, my favorite Ryan Miller game is game two in that series. When game one is off the rails in 06, and they win on the Drury goal in overtime 7-6. to six. Like, just how insane. Mm-hmm. I think I think most fans would call that the greatest Sabres game they've ever seen. Like, that, that first game in Ottawa, maybe not most fans, but maybe more than any other game. It, fans it would certainly call it is that. in the conversation. Sure. There's no question about that. The next night, you have no, the next game, It's I think they went Friday, Monday, but whatever. You have no idea, like, whether that game one was real. Like, 
is it going to is this series going to be like that? How, how come everything is going in? How how did game yeah. one go seven six? These teams played all season. They didn't play seven six games. The goaltending was usually really good. You know, teams kind of yep. know what they're doing and avoid games like yep. that. Ottawa did beat the Sabres like ten four earlier that year, but you know, generally that's right. that's the yeah. is that the day Miller was injured. Miller in the broke it, hurt his thumb, and Marty played, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Good. But you know, like yeah. seven six isn't all the time. So no, what, bigger, yeah, aberration for sure. What is going to happen here in game two? And they win two to one. They get dominated. Yeah. In that game, there's that Spezza breakaway, just like you're hanging on, and that feeling too. Not that the players would be like this, but as a fan, you're already you're happy you got one. <laughs> you're happy. Mm-hmm. The Sabers are. The underdog in the series, they win. If you don't, if you wouldn't want to say steal the first game, okay. Well, worst case, you're going home even. And that second game was all about Miller. Just, it was just a, you know, a deluge. Otto was all over them to try to tie the game. They can't do it. So I don't think there's any other game of his uh, that I would rank above that for me. You know, it's the playoffs. Everything that ever matters is in the playoffs. Yep, it's all it's all ratcheted up. Yeah. Well, if I haven't um, I haven't said this, congrats to him. You know, like you. Yeah. He, he had yeah. he's had a he had an excellent career. He was a good if not great goalie on good if not great teams here, and won the Vezina. Just was the outstanding player he was in the Olympics, representing the Sabers and Team USA. And he maybe most of all, as I've said, I want to make sure I say it over and over, like just the 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 effort he made in the community and what he meant what he meant to people um, speaks volumes. And you know, people are always talking about how generous he was and how much they admired and appreciated him. So it's a great honor for a guy who deserves it. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Um, like that 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 effort to connect. Like he even, I just retweeted. I don't know how long ago the the story posted from Players Tribune, but you know Ryan wrote to the fans, um, and I saw this today and retweeted it. And he, you know, we've been talking a lot. Like you, you, like you know, <laughs> moved the meter uh, Tuesday afternoon, talking about like these players on the Bills and wanting wanting success, wanting a championship for them, um, in a way that like was new to you and and new to our audience and I spent a lot of yesterday talking about that sort of connectivity and here's Miller today someone who I would say definitely um had that with with the fans um and the community and the way he wrote about it I'll I'll paraphrase I don't have it open in front of me but he he just talked about how you know I I got to go a lot of different places and I rented houses in lots of different places but you know there's a difference between a house and a home and Buffalo will always be one of my homes because it felt like we were all in it together Mm -hmm. all right well six o'clock for the ceremony tonight they say and we will carry it Bulldog and I will sign off before that. Brian Koziel, Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton from Inside Key Bank Center will host, for the for radio purposes, host the ceremony. And um, hope you all enjoy that. We're talking about weather again for this uh, this Bills game. May, maybe not severe, but seems relevant. And I'm coming from the standpoint of following the BetQL guys. We've got Joe Ostrowski coming up in 10 minutes. And we'll get his read. It was Joe who brought it to my attention that the line was moving, that the total was moving down 
which he thought, I think, had to mean weather. Yep. It doesn't look like it's going to be the worst. It could be that mid, it could be like today, where it's Ugh. just warm <laughs> enough to rain instead, and that would be bad. <laughs> it sucks. I hate that. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Wind. Can't have wind. Talked about the wind with Joe numerous times. Like That's wind right. Is the is the great leveler as far as uh, like totals and point spreads and, and things like that. Maybe not so much point spreads, but totals. And I saw five and a half today. Was this on the air talking about the line, and or maybe it was off the air? Just how wow, it's up to five. That's given them a pretty good amount of respect. The Bills, yeah. and it's even gone higher. So um, I don't really, I don't think I know why, other than I know how good they are. But Cincinnati, interesting, right? I mean, Cincinnati yeah. is is respected. Like, they are solid, um, if not on the same level as the Bills. But I think by the line, people are saying that it's really not quite the same level. You talked to Joe Goodberry yesterday. I'm sorry I missed that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm sure it was informative. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot, lot, of, you know, a lot of good stuff. I, I came away from talking to Joe, and then an hour later I talked to Sal, and it, it sort of, I guess I hadn't really thought about even in advance, well, I missed the week in the run-up to the, the Monday night game that ended up not being played to completion. Uh, so I, I guess I didn't really, you know, do the, the things we usually do and think about things in the same way. But defensively, these two teams, I think, are kind of mirror images. I mean, of course, the personnel is different, but um, loath to blitz. Uh, want to win with their front four, play predominantly nickel, and like that's that's the game. And I think that that's 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 going to be really interesting for the Bills. Like we we've seen them want to push um, often here lately. You know, against Miami when it's man coverage, this might be one of those tests where you have to take the underneath stuff and be patient enough to wait for those opportunities to open up down there. And I think both teams maybe want to kind of do the same thing to one another on defense. So who's going to be better equipped to do that, you know? Um, And, you know, the Bengals have got issues up front on offense. The Bills don't have issues as far as personnel. They're healthy. But, you know, they gave up a lot of pressure, again, to a blitz-happy team in Miami. So we'll see how they handle the Bengals. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like like the, the matchup for that mirror thing on defense I, that I just talked about. I, I, I think that's – and that was something I got from talking to Joe, mostly. We will talk about this game next. Joe Ostrowski coming up from BetQL. Lots of guests. What do I mean? Uh, Kevin Adams will be on today. He visits about every month, and that'll be at 4. Sal will be on at 4.30 with the latest. The injury report is out. Dane Jackson practiced in full. The Bills don't have a lot of, uh, you know – Injury report looks fine. (laughs) Looks pretty good, actually, uh, for relatively speaking, for a team. So we'll have Sal on to get the latest this afternoon. And then Ross Tucker today at 5. I asked Paul. I mean, Paul, we'd love to. (laughs) Paul's busy as all He's too busy. (laughs) Right. We're busy, too. But he's like, I've got Gary Bettman at that time. I've got Thomas Vanek. So, you know, one of those nights. One of those nights. We'll talk to Paul tomorrow, maybe, about it. Yeah, and we'll get plenty of Paul uh, once we once we get done at six too so um yeah and ross by the way is in town again this weekend he's doing the national radio on the sidelines for westwood one of okay the Bengals. so he's coming back to town after being here last weekend i'm sure he doesn't mind i'll bet he doesn't
All right, Joe Ostrowski next. Talk some NFL playoffs and more. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 